0: Hi! Welcome to Adulthood Pending Podcast. I'm Brittany.
1: I'm Annalise. And I'm Kimmy.
0: We're a podcast for college students, recent graduates, or anyone else who's figuring out that being an adult isn't as simple as it's made out to be. Join us each episode as we share how we're navigating our careers, post-grad lives, and the whole adulting experience.
1: We may or may not know we're in our 20s, and we're approaching our mid 20s. So we wanted to spend some time today talking about being a mid 20 year old and also existential crisis, quarter crises. Um, so let's get into quarter it. Crises, quarter life crises, quarter life crises. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it's like quarter crises. So let's start things off with what was your biggest or most recent meltdown? So my most recent,
0: I honestly can't pinpoint it, but I feel like I have like a weekly breakdown anyways. (laughs) But my biggest one that comes to mind was when I was um, still like in the med school application process. I had gotten into one school and I just wasn't feeling it. And I was waitlisted at the school I'm curling at. And I really wasn't feeling the original school. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't a fit. I um, Nothing wrong with that. I think it was just like the school demographic of it was just really different. It was in a completely different state and kind of a more rural area of people of that state. And I just, like, really felt out of place when I would go to, like, student things. Um, So, yeah, I was, like, basically forced. Not forced. I was very lucky. I acknowledge that to have gotten in and have a a choice. But um, before I had gotten into the school I am currently at, I was really questioning, do I want to be a doctor? Should I just apply again? Um, And that was a lot of money. And then I was like, I don't think I could do this for another year. So just really questioning what I wanted to do my life with my life. And also like, if I didn't want to go to school, did I really want to be a physician? Um, so yeah, I remember like the day before I got off my wait list, I was trying to fill out some of the stuff that you need to fill out for apply like enrolling in school so like vaccination forms except mm. like background checks etc and I was literally crying <laughs> so oh my gosh typing like <laughs> what's her re- name Brittany I was, <laughs> yeah like, I like could not look at the screen oh like because I had to, I was just, so many tears in my eyes I was just like and oh like goodness. literally just typing stream, tears just streaming down my face and I know that's like very dramatic. And I, like I said, I'm very lucky to have even had the opportunity to have gotten into a school and have a choice of where I wanted to go. Um, but I think just like in my heart, I was like, I, I don't think I can be happy here for four years. Um, and then the next day I got off the wait list. <laughs> <laughs> so, moral of the story, I'm so, a <laughs> Yeah, it, you really do hit rock bottom before things go up. Oh, oh my
1: gosh. Oh my <laughs> I couldn't particularly think of a breakdown. As you may know, I'm not like a very (laughs) emotional person, but I feel like something similar of like going through a difficult decision or have like a hard time in questioning things. Probably that most recent experience was when another opportunity arose at work and I had to have like difficult conversations and think about like, think within myself to determine if moving over to another team was like Mm. the right move. Um, Mm. So yeah, that just required like a ton of communication because I was talking to myself or (laughs) thinking with myself, (laughs) talking (laughs) probably talking to myself as well, and then talking to my manager, my manager's manager, and like so many other people across the company and outside of the company in order to inform what was the best decision. Um, And it was like, I didn't think it would be that stressful, but it legitimately was stressful in the sense of that the week or two after, I had like really bad upper back pain. And mm. more recently, since I've been working from home, like I have back pain, it's no mm. big deal. But it was so bad to the point where I had to ask my partner, Eric, to massage it out. And normally I'm fine. Like I don't normally need him to do anything like that. I've never even asked him. for that one time I was like, it hurts so badly. I feel like this oh, is stress shoot. induced. And then I, I actually went and got a massage and it was fine. <laughs> but oh, yeah. Damn. What about you? Analyst. Yeah, I
2: feel like both of you have very, like, very, like, actual life things. I'm an anxious person. I found that out recently. So I feel like the smallest things make me break down. Recently. <laughs> but then... oh <laughs> Yeah, this is a new discovery. <laughs> discovery <of my. laughs> Oh, okay. Self-discovery. We're all, yeah, all that grown okay. here. You think it sound like you both knew this all along.
1: Uh, Sorry. Not not particularly. Like, I feel like when you say it, I'm like, I could see it. But I, I guess it goes back to, like, what we talked about before, the idea that there's, like, a spectrum of different things. Yeah. Because I know people that are extremely anxious where it's, like, more obvious.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I think I just overthink a lot very quickly all at once. And then Mm -hmm. it's like a long chain of thoughts. Anyway, the thing that came to mind Mm -hmm. was um, we went traveling and my flight got delayed. And I like it was rough because I was going to go into work the next day um, and like going into the office. uh, And I was supposed to get back at midnight and get back until like 3 a.m. And I very much like did not know how to get back because in Boston, Mm -hmm. the subway does not run 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "How am I gonna get back?" Anyway, it was a whole thing. I made it back. Clearly, um, it was very bad. I I had called a cab service from the from the airport, but I also got on a cab when I got there because I didn't know where the pickup was. And then they called me saying, "Like, hey, like we're here waiting for you." But I was already in a
0: taxi. Oh no! On the ride oh, you didn't
2: cancel it? No,
0: oh.
2: because I also booked it like six hours beforehand because they had last minute delayed my flight. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of thoughts that happened that day. And then I went to work the next day and I like barely was awake. I think I had like three cups of coffee in one morning. Oh my morning. gosh.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. This is so, this is so surprising to me because I felt like you mm. told me about this, but you didn't tell me in detail. Like, I didn't oh. know there's, so,
2: <laughs> I didn't know there's so much to it, you know, there's a lot of regrets. A lot of, it was a learning experience.
0: The funny thing That's is, sweet. when you said, like, oh, you just recently learned, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, you weren't, you didn't know that before? No. Like, I literally thought of, like, my example in my head was how you act at an airport. You're just like...
1: <laughs> wait, really? <laughs> you have, how, how do you yeah, act, Annalise?
0: Anyway? She's, she's like the mom at the airport. Like, granted, we... <laughs> The, when I have seen her at the airport, was like, with a bigger group of friends who aren't, as like, responsible. So she's the one that has to be like, guys, let's go, let's go, let's go. But like, I just had this vision of her, like, 20 steps above everyone with our, like, carry-ons. Just like,
2: come on, guys, I need to go <laughs> <laughs> to
1: customs. <God's thumbs. laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like the TikTok trend. You know how they're, like, the traveler <laughs> like the dad? Mall. Yeah, mall. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the airport, person who has... Yeah, who has, like, all the files. They're double-checking everything. (laughs) They're looking at their watch, like, every minute. Yeah. It's you. (laughs) It's me. So on the topic of quarter crises and having these, like, uncomfortable things happening, have either of you ever gone through one um, now that you're approaching 25? Yes, I have. I think, um,
2: for me, I knew I had it. When I was like, I want to get a tattoo, I want to dye my hair, I want to get piercings. It was a weird phase in my life where I just wanted to change everything. And I think it was because I was coming back from my parents' place to Boston. And um, I just wanted to restart my 20s, essentially. Mm. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted a, a redo. Um, I wanted to live my 20s. And kind of get back out there. So very much like questioning what, who I wanted to be, what lifestyle I wanted to have, like all these things. And, you know, where I am in my career, because a lot of my friends were switching companies too. So career stuff and just relationship things, like there's just so much happening that, and then also being back in Boston, I was like, there's so much happening in my life right now and a lot of different factors what do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And very much trying to explore many things at once. Um, don't have a tattoo. Did get piercings. I just, yeah. But did not get a tattoo
1: or dye my hair. <laughs> so one out of the three accomplished.
2: Uh, I don't know if I would say accomplished because that makes it seem like I want to still do the other two.
0: <laughs> but yes. Yeah, I think for me, I don't know if I'm going through so much of a, like, transitional period. It sounds like Annalise, you you went through, mm. that kind of spurred it. Um, maybe because part of me is just denying that 25 is old. Like, I still feel really young, you know? I'm almost, I'm mm-hmm. 24, almost 25. Um, but I don't know, I feel like I just graduated college still. <laughs> Uh, but also, I think because the projection of my life is so set out with medical school, um, you know, there's not a lot of wiggle room for me to be like, oh, I think I want to do this thing completely different. But I will say being in school, again, since having a break between being a college student, I don't know, you re- and in graduate school too, you just really like question your abilities to like be where you are even more i think like college i think people have imposter syndrome um Mm. because you're like oh like did the admissions make a mistake you know should i be here but then here is even like you're even narrowed down even more so i'm like do i really have to be here or like deserve to be here and i think especially with grades and everything it's really easy to question Am I cut out for this path? Like I'm already deep in it, you know? <laughs> Am I cut out for it? Um d- so I think that's like my biggest thing I'm struggling with now is like, do I see myself as this career that I've literally prepped my whole academic mm-hmm. life up until this point to um that I'll like accomplish that or I don't know, flunk out somehow? Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> Hopefully not, but that's not yeah. gonna happen. Fingers crossed. It, it will not. Those are definitely different. I feel like like Annalise's was about like finding herself, perhaps being a new person, and then perhaps. yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've completed that <laughs> or if it's something still that you want to do. <laughs> I feel like you can dive into that later, and then Britt, yours is like <laughs> going to a new place, and I I I totally get how that could also be very hard because. Like, in grad school, it's like if like there's one purpose of going in your case mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus undergrad, you can like change your major so many times, or even in the workforce, exactly. you can like literally change your career and quit. <laughs> so yeah. what about you? You're the youngest out of us three? Yeah, so I still have two years till twenty five. Um, don't so. Break. Yeah, don't. It's process. just a statement. <laughs> so I feel like I haven't gone through a quarter life crisis, but I feel like I went through an existential crisis when I was twenty, when I was studying abroad, because oh. I was trying to figure out like what. Also, this is very, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I was trying to figure out what to do with my life in terms of career, because mm, prior to going abroad, to to some extent, I feel like. Your, your things seem <laughs> larger like before going to study abroad I knew I wanted to do a certain career path and then once I was abroad I was like oh I really like this life um, because up until then I was super consumed with school and clubs and doing a ton of things that I didn't really have a lot of time to think critically about what I wanted to do in the future it was more just like here's what seems like it could be a good option so let's do everything to get there and then mm. when I was abroad, I was, like, not doing too many things. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I don't want to work 24-7 and not have, like, a home base. Um, so, yeah. And that's mm. when I read that book that I mentioned in the last episode, oh. Defining Decade, full circle.
2: <laughs> is, that, is that why you read it? Like, you have your existential crisis, and you're like, what can help me figure things out? And so you found the book.
1: Good question. I don't quite remember. All I know is one of my friends posted about it on his Instagram story. And he said it was like very impactful. And Mm -hmm. I looked into it and I was like, oh, this seems interesting. And probably was influenced because I was like going through that at the time, but I didn't seek it out. So then because you haven't really
2: hit your core life crisis yet, do you think that that is going to happen? Do you foresee it being something that you experience and do you think it's inevitable for everyone to go through a correlated crisis?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's inevitable. I, I really don't know. But in terms of if I will personally hit it, I feel like it depends a lot on my environment. Like right mm-hmm. now, I'm very comfortable. I've been dating the same person. I've had pretty much the same friends. I've been mm-hmm. living in the same-ish place. So I feel like mm-hmm. I haven't really been put into a super uncomfortable position, which makes me question things.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: perhaps if that were the case, like if I were to move somewhere new or start a new job, um, then maybe I would think more about it. Well, alternatively, do you think you
2: would want change and that change and questioning like what the change should be would lead to your crisis? hmm because I feel like that's what happens like people have like like when they hit middle age crisis it's like a whole thing like you want change and like you know you want to do something so I feel like the same could be applied to your core life crisis
1: yeah that's a good point yeah I think if I wanted change but I guess it just depends what that change would be like I don't really know right now
0: Mm. so isn't that the thing with like you think of the typical midlife crisis they don't know what they want. They just know they want change, and so I'm thinking mm. of like a 50 year old man buying buying a, a motor convertible cycle. or something. Yeah, or just <laughs> some, some kind like, of vehicle. I don't know yeah. why that's the first thing. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder if that's like how it how feels like. Yeah, how it started. You just mm. like, oh, I just need something new. I I wonder if that's something mm. that's maybe because we haven't gotten to a period where there's so where we have long chunks of time of like monotony. Mm. That's why we don't feel like that. But mm-hmm. I think it is interesting how, like, Annalise you said that you felt like you were kind of going through things that spurred you wanting to like kind of reinvent yourself almost. Because mm-hmm. I and I I also feel like from the people I've talked to, um, that aren't like in school or just like you know kind of started the careers right out of college, um, that are my our age, my age, I feel like I one big thing is like change in career path is um I mean I isn't that pretty normal for like after two years you would maybe change jobs or whatnot so I feel like that is I mean I don't know if that's necessarily inevitable that you want to suddenly change your job but I feel like not only am I hearing a lot of people saying oh I want to get a new job it's like something most likely very different from their previous one
2: Hmm.
0: I don't know what have you heard Annalise or like what do you think
2: Yeah, I do think a lot of people, at least in my field, just software engineering, a lot of people do tend to leave companies after two or three years, especially for their first job. Um, And some do stay within engineering. Others sometimes go to grad school or they switch to data science or something. Um, Mm -hmm. Or they just like do their own thing and completely leave the engineering space. But I think part of it is because it's such a fast, like there's so much change happening in the engineering world that people do jump around a lot. Um, But yeah, I do, I agree. I think like some of my friends within two, three years, they start to question um, their current position and their company and think about where they want to go next and what city they want to live in. Because I think everyone's under the impression that, you know, we're all young. So we have the opportunities to move around right Mm -hmm. now without dealing with um, like, I don't know, housing and kids and all that Mm -hmm. you know your kids in school so people do think about where they want to move next and what companies they want to work for like what is the company's um mission and what work they want to be doing and especially now with COVID too people are Mm -hmm. like wondering if they want to go for a company that's fully remote so they can travel or if they want a place where they you know aren't doing that so Definitely a lot of shifts have been happening within, like, people that I know of in their 20s. I don't know if necessarily they're going through, like, a quote-unquote core life crisis or if it's just they want change. Um, I think that's something else, too, is I don't really know what's a crisis and just what's, like, a change, you know? like because mm-hmm. when I think crisis I also think of like breakdowns
0: <laughs> yeah like has negative connotations. yeah 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 I think something that also I, I could understand maybe because I don't have the capacity right now to go through a quarter life crisis but <laughs> I can understand people that do because I think from like 18 to 22 at least for me it was a very in college it was a very transitional period of my life I think Mm -hmm. I did like a lot of self-growth and a lot of like reflection and just Mm -hmm. kind of like really knew who I was as a person and then I don't know if it's because if it's COVID or what but I feel like at this point in my life I don't have those experiences as much where I'm kind of reaffirmed of who I am as a person um Mm -hmm. so I can see how for a lot of people that not being in that transitional phase of like meeting new friends. And obviously, I'm speaking from a very restricted standpoint of someone who went to college and had a very good college experience. Um, mm. But I can see like this day to day life of doing the same thing and not necessarily engaging with a lot of room for self growth. I could see like why that might be that could lead up to a core
1: life crisis for some people. Mm-hmm. That's true. I was going to say something similar, like when you're in school, you have all these milestones to complete. So it's Mm -hmm. like you graduate or you promote. And then it's like post-school, I feel like us individuals are forced to make the change ourselves. Like an institution or some even person like our family isn't necessarily the ones like directing our lives anymore. So in Mm -hmm. a way, I, I could see how it may feel more like like you're in control, but also it's like scary because you're super in control of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like also being in in grad school, it's like, like you would think that oh, you have this new opportunity. Some people, I think, look at it like oh, you have another opportunity to meet people, grow as a person. But also, like you're literally there for one purpose, and that's just mm-hmm. to study and like get whatever degree you're there for. So, there. Even though I am in school still. I don't feel it's very different from when I was in college. I don't feel like that sense of how am I growing? How can I constantly be mm-hmm. kind of reassessing who I am and how I'm learning to be like a person in like the real world when I'm like just bogged down by work and like academic stuff, um, mm-hmm. which I think there was more of a balance of in college or undergrad
1: at least. For sure. Um, and Annalise- least when you said that you moved back, or when you were moving back to your home in Boston, that's when you realized that you kind of wanted to change things up. Was this mm-hmm. like a immediate reaction, or how did this <laughs> how did this cr- thought cross I your mind? The door <laughs> and I want to change. No, <laughs> yeah. I think it was. Um, I think,
2: I think it's like in my head, like a core life crisis, or like the one that I went through is me very much a moment or a time of like Mm self-reflection and I think that's kind of like how I see the core life crisis happening is you're questioning um what you want to do who you want to be like what makes you happy what career you want to do or how you want to grow in your career um where you'll want to live like all these things you start to ask yourself um and like who you want to surround yourself with and I think that's what happened to me because (laughs) because I came back and I had friends um, in Boston, so it was like hanging out with them and catching up with them, you know. And so I think in that moment, I was like, how do I want to – I think it was hard because the first month or so that I was back, it was very much like trying to catch up with people that I didn't really have a solid routine. And it got to a point where I was like, well, what routine do I want to have? Where do I want to be in my life right now? And so that was kind of when I started to think more about like, my lifestyle and how I wanted to change that, or what I wanted that to look like. I think that's kind of when I started to go through my crisis, maybe. The other mm-hmm. thing is, I think the big thing that kind of pushed me was I went to New York and I caught up with some friends um, from some high school friends, and just hearing everyone's lives. Granted, it's New York and Boston, New York is like such a big city, and there's so many opportunities there. Mm-hmm. Hearing their lives versus mine i was like huh like that's what they're doing and i'm doing something totally different and that's you know that could be okay but it made me kind of reflect like is that something that i want to do am i happy with what i'm doing and that kind of pushed me more into thinking about what i wanted
0: like their social life like whether it's like doing more stuff social
2: life um dating life careers like all of that i think just everything was so different. Um and I part of it I was like, oh, like it's New York, you know, things are different. But then I was mm-hmm. like, why can't I do that in Boston? I can if I tried. So, yeah, so kind of spiraled. I think before then I was like okay, so before the New York trip I was already thinking about a tattoo and piercing. <laughs> and then after the New York trip, I was thinking more less um superficially about changes i wanted to make and more like hmm, what lifestyle and
1: stuff Mm. so you got the piercing um (laughs) outside (laughs) of that after the trip rebellious yeah after the trip did you make any other changes or like were there any other like life changes you made to fulfill (laughs) what you wanted to um i
2: i think i i think i wanted more of a routine and like a good balance of making time for myself and also socializing um one thing that I did pick up was climbing (laughs) nice (laughs) and started to um just trying to figure out like a better balance about um you know running because I started to do that as well running hanging out with friends socializing climbing um going out for drinks and stuff
0: So even though you said that you were kind of thinking about making changes, do you think you would have made those changes if you didn't hear about those experiences for the other people? Like, did you feel like you were comparing yourself? Yes. (laughs) So do you think that was like a good thing or I don't know?
2: Yeah, I think I think it helped me. I think I was kind of I kind of plateaued and I Mm. think like hearing about other people my age and like how their lives really different it made me, well, more exciting than my life because. I'm going to be honest, for a long time, all I did at home after work was just watch TV and eat dinner by myself, and then I would just (laughs) carry on. Your parents were there? No, no, no. This was when I was in Boston. Oh.
0: What are you talking about? It's funny because I was literally jealous of Annalise's life.
2: No, it was, but like, okay, so when I first came back from Boston, basically weekends I would hang out with friends, um, but then weekdays I would just literally sit, like, I was at my apartment watching TV, eating dinner um, by myself all the time. And so I think, like, I realized that other people were living very exciting lives. Granted, again, they're in New York. And people always say, like, it's a very lively city, what whatnot. Um, and so I was like, wow, like, that's what they're doing in their 20s? What am I doing in my 20s? Not that. And so <laughs> I wanted to make a change. So, yes, definitely compared myself to them. And I think if I had not gone... And caught up with my friends, that I would not have made that change. And I'm very grateful for it. Like, I'm, I have fun now.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. And I feel like also it just resembles your personality. Like, I feel like if there's (laughs) something happening or like an issue, you'll like, you know, find a solution to it rather than like dwelling on it and being like, oh.
2: I mean, I dwell on it for a while and then I,
1: you know, And then, yeah. Follow
2: through. Yeah. So that <laughs> there's was, a, there's
1: a dwelling period for sure. <laughs> that was one of the questions I had, like when you were doing this reflection, were mm-hmm. these thoughts all in your head? Like, were you talking to people? Were you writing them down? Like, how did you kind of think through that?
2: I think mainly talking to people. Cause I think a, a common question I had for my friends was, do you feel old? Because I do. That was, I would ask them that and I would say, because I do yeah and so it was kind of like that was you know I just wanted to collect different responses from people <laughs> because I definitely like I know 24 is very young still mm-hmm. relatively speaking but I definitely do feel very old
0: really um, I feel old in what yeah. sense I
2: don't know I just feel old like I feel I think maybe it's because I don't know I just feel really old I think it's because I've been working for two years now Mm -hmm. and I've been like doing the same thing um, that I've fallen into like a very repetitive work pattern that it it makes me feel older than I am, Um, which is maybe why I'm trying to overcompensate with my social life.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) you're piercing
0: stuff. Like old in the sense that like you can't do stuff because you're like, you're not. I'm just thinking of like. People that say, like, I can't do go to, like, Coachella. I'm too old for that. Like that.
2: <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of that. But I think mainly I feel old in the sense that I, I've been doing the same thing for so long. It's not even that long. Mm-hmm. It's been two years. But it's, like, I haven't done anything. Like, even with, when you're in school, every year, every semester, it's something different. Yeah. But with mm-hmm. work, it's very much, like, the same thing. And I've been doing this for two years. Which, again, isn't that long. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me feel old. But I'm not old. And I'm, I, I also am kind of an old soul. Am I the only one to do, I mean, you said you had an. I daughter. feel really young. Oh, you feel oh, Oh, let me ask you guys. Do you feel old? Because I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel young because I feel like I don't know what I'm doing still. Mm. And I'm not prepared to buy a house or get married or have kids. Mm-hmm. As we have discussed in our last
2: <laughs> episode. Good plug.
1: I feel old in the sense of like, I feel mature. And I feel like mm. I know what I want. Like lately mm. I've been reflecting only in my head and like thinking about how <laughs> head only. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well I I just feel like I need an I need to be a reflective person. Cause outside of head. me thinking, I like never channel any other energy into reflection. If that makes sense. Mm. Like I'm yeah. really bad at journaling and other et cetera activities. Yeah. But Lately, I've been like having this disconnect, I feel like, with friends my age because mm-hmm. of the pandemic.
0: Like, mm-hmm. they started their
1: careers mm-hmm. later, which means mm-hmm. that they started their like adulthood later. Um, so, I feel like I'm mature in that sense. Like, I already know the direction that my career is headed and my life is headed. Also, I think mm-hmm. having Eric as a partner helps because we've like planned a little bit for the future. Um, But I still feel young in the sense, like I feel like I can still do a lot of things and like have fun. Yeah. Me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel like I could still make a bunch of mistakes, and it's like, oh, you're fine. I mean, I don't know if there's like we're gonna, maybe if I'm like fifty and like don't know how to take care of my kids people are gonna be like what are you doing like I don't, I just don't know if there's ever gonna be a point where like you don't feel like
1: every mistake doesn't hold mm-hmm. a lot of
0: weight you know mm-hmm. it's
1: true I also feel like it depends on personality like I don't remember what it was if it was a personality test or something but when I was younger I read something that said like I always need to like change my mind do a ton of different things which is so true like Ever since being a kid, I always had to, like, change things up, and that was always
0: Mm. driven
1: by myself. So even now, I'm like, oh, let me do this, let me do that. Because life, to me, will just be so boring if I don't do it. And I know Mm -hmm. to other people, like, it's completely fine if they don't change things up. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it seems like, I feel like, Annalise, you fall into the former category. Of? Of, like. Changing? No, of liking to change things up. Mm. Like I feel like you're a person that likes to change things up, but more recently you're discovering that like you have to be the one to do it. If that makes sense.
2: Yeah. I think I like to change things up, but within a structure,
1: if that makes sense. Yeah.
2: Like, those, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like, you. like like the like I'll be hanging out with the same people, but we'll do something different, if that makes sense. So there's still some structure, but there's some change, too, at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I have also thought about, at some point, switching um, jobs, careers, going to grad school, moving to a new country, Mm. not even state, but a new country. I did go through phases of that as well recently. But ultimately, I think I decided that I am happy with where I am right now in my career. So the next step was to change my social life, which, is I, which I did. <laughs> change my <laughs> lifestyle, which I also did.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So. What about you, Brittany, outside of, I guess, med school applications? Do you think you had a core life crisis in any way? I mean, you worked as a barista. What was that? Do you think that was driven by, <laughs> you know, um, wanting change it, in life?
0: I think it was just more like, I knew I was approaching a point in my life where I would not have a lot of flexibility. Mm. So I was like, might as well just do whatever I want to right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but I feel like whenever I would tell people, like the customers, I'd be like, oh, I just like wanted to do this. They're probably like, what is wrong with this girl? (laughs) (laughs) Like they didn't, they could not comprehend. Like I genuinely Mm -hmm. wanted to know what it was like to work at a coffee shop yeah
2: I mean I remember in college you wanted to work at a coffee shop too because you also really like coffee yes
1: yeah yeah since you're the same age as Annalise do you think (laughs) I'm just do you think that like if you didn't have the experience of living on your own in Madison and working at a coffee shop there you would be going through something similar as what Annalise is going through when you entered grad school oh yeah like
0: I think my oh. I think I'm due for like I, oh. was, I think it was Annalise was it you who said something like it's kind of wild how you start like when you you're working like that's just what you're doing for the rest of your yeah. life like it's mm-hmm. gonna look more or less the same like that mm. thought is really scary to me yeah um and I'm lucky I get to like put it off for a few years but I feel like that point's gonna eventually come mm. where like I'm in this routine and then even more so, I'll be like, I invested so much time to be here. Am I happy? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I think like I'm honestly not looking forward to that point. Um, it's so
1: scary. I could never do a job like yours. <laughs> oh.
0: Wait, what are you talking? I could never do you like you guys because you're doing the same thing. More or less every single day. Like I think I'll be at that point, but there, I, depending on like what field I go into, I feel like there's gonna be more variation. So I'm hoping mm. that'll like keep me enticed. But I don't know, sitting at like a computer every day. Like <laughs> no, but see, I I'm think sorry. There is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, I don't know what your future entails, but I feel like there's more opportunities to create variation. Like you can partner really? with other teams, do like kind of company clubs, or even change your job. Where I feel like. Going into the medical field, you're more, <laughs> you know, constrained. I don't know. Maybe that's so interesting. We huh. both don't want what the other person yeah. I mean, that's probably good for us. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <Huh. laughs>
1: I don't know. But do you agree, Annalise, or no?
2: I want all three of our jobs, honestly. Oh, I my gosh. gosh. <laughs> <They're all fun. laughs> really? Yeah. I, like, would love to be um, a doctor. I would love to be working with, like, teams and products. And I also love...
0: What a what a great outlook! Like so many things interest you.
1: (laughs) I know that that is a really good outlook because there's definitely friends. I mean, even like Brit, who have jobs, and I'm like, I could literally never do that, like ever. (laughs) I mean,
2: I'm not saying I I could do it. I definitely cannot do either of your jobs, but I think that they're fun or they could be fun. You know, it intrigues you. It doesn't. It does intrigue me. That is the right word. It intrigues me. That's my personality. Remember? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the middle person. <laughs> yeah, maybe I that's why just, I have my crisis because oh. I just don't know who I am.
0: <laughs> you just like latch on. Lap to harder, like, harder people. <laughs> well, I'm just remembering
1: from a few episodes ago when you were like, you know what? Maybe that's my personality. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> oh yeah
2: we <laughs> the same problem. <laughs> what are you saying, Brittany? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> okay, let me just try to sum up everything for a second. <laughs> my situation is that I realized that I could be living my life in a different way and that was more or less maybe wasting my twenties, and from my perspective, so I wanted more of a social change mm-hmm. um, because I was happy with where I am in my career, mm. content. Kimmy, you you are happy. <laughs> you feel like you have not gone through a situation yet where you need change right now.
0: Yes, currently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And then Brittany, you are entering a new chapter in your life with med school um, but there was some bumps along the way to get there but currently as well you are pleased or excited about the next few years before having to think about work
1: yeah okay. oh. before having to go through like so I'm the only one who wanted
2: a big change and had a meltdown is what you're trying to tell me here
1: I
0: think Kimmy no? could have one in a few years
2: I maybe
0: I can see Kimmy wanting. I mean, any of this can happen.
2: I can see Kimmy like in a few years being like, I want to move to a new city.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I see that too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm like, see, it's I'm excited like,
2: for you to hit 24 and 25, Kimmy. Let me know how that goes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, because I think like also I'm a planner. So like I know mm. that I want to be in a new city and I know mm. that I'm going to make that happen in two to three years. Okay. Like in my head, Aww. that's kind of already there.
2: Okay. So you know? that follow-up question, do you think because you're a planner that you are prepared for a potential core life crisis down the road, or do you think that will be prevented because you have things planned out for now?
1: I think it could be prevented, but I think <gasps> oh. if there's something that comes up that wasn't in the plan, then that could like wreck me more right? <laughs> versus if here. I had no plan at all. Ooh. Okay. So, like, for example, if Eric and I broke up, that'd be like, oh, um, you know, I oh. didn't see that coming. Or mm. I don't know if I got a pet and then the pet died. Like, you know, oh, just like goodness. stuff, really like dramatic stuff mm-hmm. like that happening that kind of came out of left field. That yeah. would probably lead me to a crisis. Oh, okay. I, I see
0: that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, Understandable. I feel terrible. Like There's a lot of people that would spur it. Mm-hmm.
2: So then... Tips on how to recognize you want change. And, you know, I guess under that cata- under that same umbrella of questions, um, how do you maybe prepare yourself for a core life crisis? Is there something you can prepare for? And if you hit one, how do you, you deal with it? Because I feel we've all, all our experiences are so different that just, that's my umbrella of question I'm going to end this episode with. <laughs> I feel like that's a very loaded question. You don't have to answer Um, all, just okay. okay, Yeah, just based on your experience out of all those questions, (laughs) because all of our experiences are different. That I feel like we can't necessarily answer all of them, so which is why I asked
1: so many. (laughs) Okay, I could answer your question on how to deal with crises. Mm. Like, I feel like anytime a problem comes up in my life, I'm just someone who needs to talk things through with Mm -hmm. literally well someone that I trust Mm -hmm. so that's that's what I would recommend doing but if it's better for you to like reflect internally Mm -hmm. or talk to like even a professional about it or someone Mm -hmm. that's maybe less of a friend and more of a mentor I think that's also a good step to take but I think like the main thing there is just to do something about it um Mm -hmm. But that's also coming from the perspective. Like, I feel like I always have to be very like problem oriented. Where maybe mm-hmm. if maybe it would be beneficial for you to just dwell on it for a bit to see if that is a decision you want to make rather than jumping to it. That's mm-hmm. fair.
2: Yeah, I agree with that. I think it does at least for me as well. It helped a lot to kind of like I mentioned. I talked to multiple people to ask um, how they were feeling and to see if, you know, anything that they said would inspire me or make me feel mm. um, or make me, you know, be more reflective about a certain aspect. So for me mm-hmm. it was a lot of like talking to like multiple people and getting their perspective and their advice. Um and, you know, I know I asked the question like, how do you prepare? I think some of these things some of this you just can't prepare for. And that's okay mm-hmm. too. Like No one really has their whole life planned out. And even if they do, there are so many things unexpected that come along the way. And it may kind of shake things up or like throw you off your plan. But I think that it's what you do afterwards that also, you know, is important. You know, how you then recover or what changes you want to make after that, too, is things that you can think about.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, I don't, as someone who I don't necessarily think I've experienced a quarter-life crisis yet, mm. um, but sometimes when I'm, like, face, I have, like, faced a lot of uncertainty, I think something that I've always been told that I kind of hate, but it's, like, because it's so cliche, but it really is true, like, most feelings are pretty temporary, um, mm. and so I would say, like, When I think of crisis, I think like, oh, you're just really questioning a lot of stuff and then like things Mm -hmm. just don't seem clear. But I think there's going to, you more or less will know sometime in your future, like things like will resolve itself. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just hate how like cliche that sounds, but I I really do think like things come in phases. And Mm -hmm. when you're in that phase, it's really hard to see outside of it, but there's always... And outside yeah
2: i think also the other thing is to not be afraid of change either i mean if you're happy with where you mm-hmm. where you are you don't like change that's fine but also don't be afraid of it there
0: yeah yeah Makes sense yeah
2: yeah um well thank you all for listening you can check out our website uh www adulthoodpending.com
0: H-D-P-S yes. colon, yeah, I Jesus I was like do we normally say that part?
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> no we don't <laughs> Anyway that's our website adulthoodpending.com or you can follow us at Podcast on Instagram. Join us every other Monday for new episodes we can't wait to share more stories and are excited you're with us on our adulthood journey. Bye,
0: Bye.